Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Glory Room. I'm Prophetess Lou. I hope you all are having a blessed day. Before we get started, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for everything you have given us, Father God. We thank you for waking us up this morning, allowing us to see another day. We thank you for the air we breathe, Father God. We thank you for our jobs that we're on, Father God. We thank you for where we are in our life right now. Father God, we ask you to forgive us of any sins we've done, knowing and unknowingly. Holy Spirit, we welcome you on this podcast. We ask you to help us to understand the word. We ask you to pour out your wisdom and knowledge so we can understand this devotional, not for just today, but for every day. Father God, we ask you to bless the ones that are hearing it and bless the ones that are reading it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So the verse of the day is 2 Kings 5 and 12. Afar, afar, Abana and Afar, far, the rivers of Damascus are better than all the waters in Israel. Why can't I wash in those rivers in Damascus and become clean? He was very angry and turned to leave. Subject, doing it God's way. Christian truth, so I'm going to say it and pause between each one to give you the opportunity to say it if you like. I'm washed. I'm free. I'm loving God. I'm delivered. Sometimes God will have us going through the most hardest season of our life, not the way we want. And we keep thinking, why is he having me to do this instead of that? Why does he want me to be quiet instead of speaking? Why do I have to go here instead of there? Why do I have to have less now instead of more? God's plan isn't going to look like our plan. He isn't going to give us what we want all the time. Sometimes he's going to give us exactly what we need. Yeah, a lot of times it isn't going to feel that, feel all that great. But what God has in store for us is way better than what we can think of. God wants us to be content with what he's putting us through and having us to endure. We can sit here and say we are okay with whatever God has for us. But when he shows us a plan, we're ready to say he doesn't love me. That's far from the truth. Jesus loves us. And what we're going through is so that we can be changed and involved into these people he wants of us. In the story you can see in the beginning, everyone knew who Naaman needed to go see which was the man of God. They knew God would heal him of his problems. Verse three, he said to his wife, I wish that my master would meet the prophet who lives in Samaria and he will heal Naaman of his leprosy. What we must understand is that God can heal us and free us from anything, but we have to be willing and believe he can do this. We have to know that he will heal us because he desires us to live well in our lives. God never wants us to suffer, but when we suffer because of our own foolishness or from us not listening, we will suffer. And even in that, he will deliver us. Do you believe that Jesus will deliver you from any sickness, any trouble or pain that you're enduring? Do you believe that if he can just speak the word, it will happen? <clears throat> Verse 10, Elisha sent a messenger to Naaman who said, go wash in the Jordan River seven times. Then your skin will be healed and you will be pure and clean. Are you willing to do what the master is asking you to do? Are you willing to look past what your insecurities are and hold on to him? Because what happens is a lot of times we do have we do have the blessing from our sickness and from our addiction. But but because we aren't willing to do it his way, we aren't willing to go the extra mile. We can't be delivered. We can't have it. We must do it his way. Where is God telling you to go? What is God asking you to do? Is he is it waking up early to commune with him? Is it staying up later to talk to him? We have to learn to be pleasers of God and not ourselves because as long as we are pleasing ourselves in our flesh, we won't grow in God, nor will we be, be fully healed or delivered. Verse 11, Naaman became so angry he left. 
I thought Elisha would at least come out and stand in front of me and call on the name of the Lord, his God. I thought he would wave his hand over my body and heal me of leprosy. Our blessings can't be unlocked by simple. Our blessings can be unlocked by simply simple obedience. But we are complaining about what he's telling us to do. Naaman complained and pitched a fit like a child because he was looking for his healing to come one way and it came through another way. God is asking us to be obedient. God is asking us to do as I say and not what you feel. Sometimes that's what's holding us back from unlocking the blessing he's trying to give us is our own self. Stop letting the spirit of Python and Jezebel spirit and spirit of control to stop you from receiving what God has for you. Today, ask God to help you with your issues of control and self-doubt. Ask God to free you from whatever sickness and bondage that you're in. We can't allow these spirits and things to run our life. We have to say, I rebuke the enemy, wherever, wherever girl wants, to, wherever, wherever, whoever wants to do what they want to do, they can do it. What is, wherever he requires me, I will do it. We have to say today, I'm going to walk in God's will. I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to seek God's face every day until he bless my soul. Prayer. Spirit of living God, forgive us of the sins we have done. Help us to be obedient. Help us to draw near to you. Lord, we surrender our life to you. We want to walk in the light of the Lord. Guide us to it and forgive us of the pride that we carry. Lord, every day we ask you to give us understanding. Help us unlock the many blessings you have for us. We don't want to decline any of them. We want, we desire to be in your presence every day. Please deliver us from any seen, unseen spirit and any bad habit. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So, Today's topic is doing it God's way. Give me a quick second. I just realized that I put something in here that shouldn't be. And I want to do it now before I forget. Okay, there we go. Doing it God's way. A lot of times that's what's holding up our blessings when we do it our way. God's way is always going to access blessings. Some of us are right there where our blessings are. And I'm talking to someone tonight. I'm talking to someone today. You're right there at your blessing, but what's happening is you want to do things your way. You decide to go this way instead of going that way. You want to play a Jonah. You see how it played out for Jonah. We have to stop looking at it. Well, this way feels comfortable. Well, maybe God's trying to get you out of your comfort zone. Maybe God's trying to have you to, to elevate you. So that's why he's having you do it this way. Maybe God is trying to help you get rid of some of that bitterness and hate. Or maybe God is trying to help you deliver you from the, the, the secret sins that you do, that you shouldn't be doing. Maybe God is trying to see something in the long run that's going to help you and deliver you. But you're so busy concentrating on, it's not my way. I'm a picture fit like Naaman did. Naaman literally said, I'm leaving. I thought he would at least come out in front of me and call the name of the Lord. I thought he would wave his hand on my body. Sometimes our blessings don't come as, as magically, I hate to use the word magically, as magically as we think it's going to appear, and it's not. Sometimes God wants you to do other steps to access that blessing. And what's happening is we're so concentrated on, he's not doing it my way, so it's not going to happen. Jesus is not Burger King. Jesus is not McDonald's. Jesus is Jesus. And we will do what he wants us to do, whether it's the long way or the short way. But my dad used to get on to us and he used to say this to us. And I knew when he said this, he means business. He said, you're either going to do it the easy way, or you're going to do it the hard way. And he put that belt on his shoulder. And I tell you this much, 
I did it his way. <laughs> I did it his way. Some of us are so focused on what's happening now. We're throwing a pity party. Oh, woe is me. I'm, I'm not getting what I want. God doesn't love me. Stop. Because you only could play that role in that, 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 that that role so long that it becomes not come useless it, it comes to a point where it's saying are you going to stay here and whine and complain and and, and 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 complain so much that you think he's going to change his mind he's not he's unchangeable he's unmovable what we have to do is put on our big girl pants our big boy pants we have to pull them up and whatever god is telling you to do stop wherever he's telling you to wherever he's telling you to go go Wherever he's telling you to get rid of, get rid of. Wherever person he's telling you to remove, remove. Wherever person he's telling you to stay away from, stay away from. Because some of us are still bothering and messing with folks that we shouldn't be messing with. And he been told us, stop talking to this person. This person's crazy. Stop talking to this person. This person mean you no good. Stop talking to this person. This person's drawing you away from me. Stop doing this because this is drawing you away from me. Stop having that glass of wine when you get home. It's not helping you. But instead, oh, the glass of wine tastes so good. This person means a lot to me. I'm in love. Stop. Stop. But the moment that Naaman got over himself, in this moment that he created in his head that he thought that he that he thought Elisha should done, he went, he listened. Let's actually go to that verse real quick. Let's let's go to 2 Kings 5 and 12. I want to show y'all what he did. If you don't have your Bibles, okay. Some of y'all, I stopped announcing going to get your Bible. Um, because um y'all most of y'all should know by now to have it, but you know, it's 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 whatever. Okay. So um let's see. Okay, so after Naaman got through pitching his fit. He got through saying what Elisha should have done. And he should have been doing whatever he was told to do. So let's go to verse 13. He says, but his officer tried to reason with him. He says, sir, sir, please. If the prophet had told you to do something very different, difficult, wouldn't you have done it? So you should certainly obey him when he says, simply go wash and be cured. So his officer, his servant had to tell him, hey, chill out. Go do what that man tell you to do so you can get over this leprosy so we can go home and eat. <laughs> That's basically what he told him. And so Naaman in verse 14 went down to the, to the Jordan River and dipped himself seven times. Seven times, number of completion. As the man of God had instructed him and his skin, sorry, my thing went out. And his skin became as healthy as the skin of a young child who was healed. You seen how quickly his blessing came after he did what he was told to do? Some of us is right there. We can reach out and touch our blessing. But because we are so mad that it's not happening our way. I, I don't I didn't want I didn't want, want it this way. I thought I told God I, I want it on a sunny day. <clears throat> I thought I told God I wanted to do it this way. I thought I told God I want a house on a hill. He gave me a house behind my mom. No. The house behind your mom is fine. What he's trying to tell you is that you probably can't be in the house in the hill right now. You can have it, but that's not where I want you right now. I want you behind your mom so you can watch over her so you can help me minister to her and minister to the neighborhood. Not the house on the hill away from everybody. You see what I'm saying? We got to stop looking at what we think we want when God knows what we want. 
We got to stop looking at the short range and look, ask God, show me the long range, God. Because I know you see it. I know you see it. Show me so I can see. God, make it make sense to me because I don't understand. That's all you have to do is ask him, God, I, I know you're telling me to get the house behind my mom, but I don't want to live behind my mom. Could you please show me why you want me to go there? And you're like, okay, I'll show you. When I had to move back in with my mom, I cried like a baby. I literally got on the ground and I cried like a baby. I, I pulled a name in. I think that's what I'm going to start calling it. I pulled a name in. I cried for hours. Hours. And I was saved. I just didn't want to go back home. But God was calling me back home. He's like, I need you to go home. I need you to help your mom. I need you to be there at night with your mom. And I'm like, no, I don't want to be there. I, I want my own place. But he's like, no, I need you to go back home because I, I need you to see what I want to show you. Immediately when I got back home, I realized that was where I need to be. Blessings started unlocking. Things started changing. It was a blessing. But and I'm not saying having a pity party is wrong. But having a long, drawn-out pity party where it's holding up your blessing, it's not needed. Jonah ran from God. Ran. Caused other people problems. You know what happened? God swallowed up by will. And still ended up doing what God told him to do. Naaman, pitching a fit like a child. Still did what God had instructed Elisha to do. See, at the end of it, whether you want to, to admit it or not, you still have to do what God asks you to do. You might not do it immediately, but you will do it. You will. I remember <clears throat> um, God gave me a word for someone. And I, I said, God, I really don't want to give this person this word. I'm scared. Because I was scared he was going to get angry with me. It was, it was almost the second or third time he gave me a word. And every other person he gave me a word to, I ran to them. I told them I was okay. I was like, thus said the Lord. You know, I didn't do that. But I'll add a little humor to it. But I went and I told them, you know, what he told me, right? So when he told me to do it with this one person, I was like, no. Mm -mm. You, you didn't ask me to do that with him. Yeah, no, no. Or with her. No, no, I, I don't want to. Did you know that I didn't sleep for seven days? Seven days I couldn't sleep. I don't care if I played white noise. I don't care if I went to the gym because I was going to the gym there. I don't care what I did. I was up for seven days. And each night he reminded me, you need to go do that word. You need to go do that word. No, it wasn't seven days. Let me take that back. It was four days. I remember it was four days. And each day he reminded me. And on the third day and the fourth day I did it. On the third day, he said, Blue, go and give this person the word so you can go to sleep. I got up the next morning. I called them. I think it was at two o'clock in the morning. I said, are you up? Are you busy? He's like, no, I, I'm, I'm not busy. I gave them the word. And they didn't even get mad. They knew it came from God. And it was a blessing. See, at the end of the day, when God tells us to do something, we must be obedient. And we have to stop thinking that we know everything we don't. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how many degrees you are. I don't care who your dad is. I don't care who your mom is. You are going to do what God asks you to do. Because if not, you're going to only hold up your blessing and stop your deliverance from things that you are having a problem with. 
So the Holy Spirit is telling us today, do it God's way. Because doing it your way, you're always going to be wrong. See, another thing Naaman looked at is that the Abana uh, and Far Far Rivers were the the was better than than better than the Jordan. He, he was way more better. He he just felt like I'm up here. Why do I of all people have to go there? Why? Why? And see, sometimes God will have you doing things that you would say I would never do. I, I won't do. <laughs> I'm better than that. You have to get me to do something else. I'm not doing that. I bet you 10 bucks. Just like Naaman. Just like anyone else. You have to do what God says. And when I say bet you 10 bucks is just a saying. But honestly, you, you have to do what God asks you to do. You, you have to. We have to start listening to God. Obedience is better than a sacrifice. It's obedience. And that's one of the stages and one of the keys to having a relationship with Christ is when we sit there and we be obedient to the smallest things. That is giving us access to hearing him more. That's why some of us hear him so clearly. That's why some of us get revelation faster than others. Because the little things count too. Don't go this way. Don't eat this. Go on a fast. Come talk to me. Come pray to me. Uh, go, go minister to this person. Uh, uh, turn your light off. Um, make sure you 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 go this way instead of that way. The obedience. It can be the smallest thing. And it starts off small because he wants to see, will she follow me? Will he follow me? Or will he do exactly what he wants to do? Because sometimes, what a lot of times, God is trying to prevent us from having a broken heart. God is trying to prevent us from going the wrong direction and having to take a U-turn. That's spiritually and physically. Okay, so let's look at a quick verse real quick. Let's look at Luke 6 and 46. I'm just going to read it off right here. It says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I tell you? Actually, let's go to that because I think it's, it's some kind of um, phrase in there I want us to look at as well. So if you got your Bible, go to Luke 6 and 46. I was going to read it off, but I forgot this is one of the verses that he wanted me to touch on really good. Okay. Okay, let's go here. Luke 6 and 46, NIV. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I tell you? NLT, so why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? I will, verse, four, verse 47, I will show you what it's like when someone comes to, to me, listens to my teaching, and then fo follows it. It's like a person building a house who digs, a deep, dig, digs deep and lay the foundation on solid rock. When the floodwaters rise and break against the house, it stands firm because it is well built. That's what we should be. We should be the person that house is built and dug in a deep, deep pit and that has laid the foundation on solid rock. A lot of us is not built on a solid rock. A lot of us are still swaying. A lot of us don't listen. A lot of us hear the word and we just forget it. We go to church. We sit three hours. We go through praise and worship. We hear uh, someone singing. We hear the announcements. We pay our tithes. We hear the pastor preach. We go home and we do the exact same thing we did last week. Because that's someone that hears the word and not do it. But a person that goes to church and you hear the pastor preaching. 
we were like, well, the pastor was knocking on my door. Oh, the pastor knew he was picking on me. And uh, picking on me, some people mean as, you know, he was he was hitting on my door. He was he was pointing at me. I used to love going to church. And I hear the pastor preach. And when he preached, it sounded like he was right there in my room. Or he was right there in my life. And that's when you know it's divine revelation. When you know that he's telling you something that no one knows but you and God. But now people are so sensitive that they rather have things for itchy ears, it says in the Bible. And they rather for the pastor to preach and say, oh, blessings, blessings upon everybody. God provision behind everybody. Blessings, blessings will rain on everyone. No, tell me what the Lord says. No, tell me what you heard from the mountaintop. Tell me that I'm doing wrong. Tell me that I need to seek him more. Tell me that I need to read my Bible more. That's the type of preachers we need. That's the type of evangelists and prophets we need. We need to stop having these people that's in this pulpit sugarcoating everything. Because sugarcoating everything is not going to get anyone to heaven. It's going to send them straight to hell. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. You're going to go. We all going to go straight to hell if we keep listening to pastors that are sugarcoating the word of God. Because it's not feeding our soul. He's not teaching us about obedience. He's not teaching us to heed his voice. He's not being honest and saying, yes, I did this and now I'm doing that. Yes, I used to drink, but now I do this. Where are the people and evangelists and prophets and teachers and preachers that are there to tell you, yes, you're, you're sinful, but God can save you. Yes, you need deliverance and God can save you. But a lot of us don't want to hear that we need deliverance from the things that we want to do. A lot of us rather for him to tell us that what we what, what you're doing is fine. It's okay. I think you might need to work on that. No, this is not helping you. This is not growing you. It's pulling you from God. But the lesson today is doing it God's way. How many of us are doing it God's way? How many of us are doing it our way? And how many of us are noticing that our blessings aren't flowing? How many of us are noticing that the anointing's not flowing? Because anointing's not flowing because we aren't flowing with God. We aren't communing with God. We are doing it his way. Hope you all have a blessed day. Remember, Jesus loves you. I love you too. Remember to like, like, subscribe, and follow. Please remember to share with a friend. Thank you. Have a blessed day.